You are listening to the Age of Heroes podcast, a podcast dedicated to pop culture, fandom, and the geek world. My name is JP Saurikolia. I am a digital creator committed to inspiring others to pursue their passions, their dreams, and goals. I am sitting down with creators and influencers from all walks of life to talk about their work, their experiences, and how to make a positive impact. Welcome to the show. Hello, guys. How are you? This is JP Saricolia. Welcome again to another episode of H of Heroes, uh, this week's episode of H of Heroes. And today I have a, a good friend of mine, someone that I met years ago, uh, Statue Forum, uh, Jamie Bowman, also known. If you perhaps don't know her there because of forums, uh, the format uh, was that uh, Decadico 7. Is that how? Chirico? Chirico? Chirico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's how I met you. I remember that. And, bef- mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and before I let her introduce herself, um, I just want to kind of share something that I remember so vividly that I still remember. This is how I met uh, Jamie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was an experience for me, but also an eye opener. Um, I remember uh, I was in Statue Forum. And she was there, of course, you know, we all have created our different personas, you know, that's back in the day. Now everything is on Facebook. So everybody's open. People can get to see your life, all of that. And I remember I, I got into this heated conversation. Uh, you know, if you're a statue collector, you know that everyone has a different opinion. And I started kind of going back and forth with her. I, I didn't know it was a her. I thought it was a guy. And I think someone <laughs> jumped in and says, hey, you're talking to a woman. <laughs> and to me, that was an eye opener, uh, Jamie, because... You know, as a guy, sometimes you, you know, we live in a world where we think that it's only men, but there's also a lot of women in this hobby, not only in the hobby, you know, not just as collectors, you know, also in the industry as producers, as creators, as people in the designing side, on the sculpting side. And sometimes we take, we don't really pay attention to those things. And, um, but to me, that was important. That was an eye opener. Um, later during the time, a few years later, I invited her to be part of the Statue Forum Reviews team and she was there too and um that's how we got to know each other even more but i want to say jamie welcome to the podcast thank you for taking the opportunity and for accepting my invitation i i'm grateful for that thanks for asking me i'm kind of shocked (laughs) yeah this is the thing because you know one thing that i'm doing with the podcast and we were talking about it i was letting you know before we started doing um you know starting recording this is that um in coming to the podcast this year has been a year since I uploaded anything and I decided to change the format where I'm, it's going to be more prior to this. It was, it was more like tech talk. You know, I was just sharing my opinion. Now it's more about bringing other people into to, to this and asking about their lives and also asking about their perception and their opinion in reference to the industry uh, and any industry, primarily anything that has to do with arts. And um, I was thinking I need, because I've been interviewing a lot of guys, and I, said, I need a woman. I need a woman's perspective. And the first person that came to mind was you. Because technically you were, honestly, the first woman that I ever met. At least even it was through, uh, you know, this case through Statue Forum as a collector, you know. And really mm-hmm. show me that there was not just a men's world. That there's also, it's multicultural. There's people from all around the world, but also there's... It's no division in, in reference to gender, you know, whether it's men or, or women, you know, a lot of people, we share the same passion, the same love for the art. Um, 
So I want to say uh, that was the reason why I invited you. And I want to ask you this because I never really asked how you got into all of this, how you got into collecting, not oh, just boy. the art. Uh, that's a long history. <laughs> um, of course, it, like anybody, it started with comics. I got into comics in like high school. And then um, started reading like Spawn mm. and really enjoyed like those female characters. And all of a sudden, you know, you have all these Spawn figures coming out. So I started collecting like the Angela mm -hmm. and the Tiffany figures. So I had all all the female like McFarlane figures collected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, once you get your foot into one hobby, then it kind of leaks into another. So then I started collecting like the Gentle Giant Mm -hmm. um, like Harry Potter and Star Wars bust, you know, and then I think I started getting into like the forums through, through those. And then all of a sudden one day I saw the Emma Frost comic cat and that's really what started this illness. <laughs> yes. So from there on, it just got worse and worse. You know, you start like, I think those were like one fifth scale and I'm like, I'm never going to buy a premium format. They're too expensive, you know? Uh -huh. It's so funny because back then a premium format was two hundred fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm never going to be able to afford those. And you know, you say that, and then all of a sudden, then you're going to premium formats, and oh, I'm never going <laughs> to buy like one third scale. You know, there now I'm in the one third scale. You know, <laughs> so it's been so gradual, you know, for so long, and yeah, so pretty much comics to figures to busts and now statues. So yeah. It's like, I don't know. This is one thing about, you're right. Um, <laughs> when you start into this, you, you probably, you see one piece and you're like, okay, this is beautiful. I want to get it. But then you want to yeah. complete a collection and all of a sudden you're all in buying a lot more than you can bargain for. And you never know. It's like a never ending story. Um, do you think you have any control of it? That's, you know, like, you think you can, ma you manage uh. that better now than what you did before or how you feel about it as a collector? I actually think with how saturated the market is, you have to uh, have more control. I remember when I started like with those comicettes, mm -hmm. there were so few female statues being done that when they did get released, I would grab them mm -hmm. no matter what. Even if it was a character I didn't like really know, I'd mm -hmm. grab it because <laughs> yes. there were so few. Like you'd see one like every two years. You know, so mm -hmm. now you have to have control. You know, there's just so much. And I think that actually helps you focus more because there is so much. I don't, I don't know. So, do, do you have any um, direction in your collection or you have done different things or is anything that you kind of concentrate on? I want to believe I do, but I don't think I do. <laughs> I mean, I... I try to get what I really, really love because you're spending so much money on them mm -hmm. that it's like, it's gotta be a piece you're going to keep because the secondary market is not what it used to be. Mm -mm. So it's like, I don't want to get a piece where it's like, I like it, but in two years I'm going to sell it. You know, I, I want to get ones that I know will actually stay in my collection for a long term mm -hmm. just because of the price and if I decide to sell the secondary market, isn't really anything anymore. So, yeah, one thing that it's happened yeah. to me, um, 
is that back in the day, like you were saying, it was easier to, if you don't like something, you want to change your collection or it was easier to sell. You can go to the forums and sell it yeah. there directly. Even before Facebook was a thing, uh, or you could go to eBay and it was easier. Uh, but now it has mm -hmm. become so complicated that I haven't really sold anything right. on eBay for a long time. Yeah. I just remember like, I don't know, like years ago, you could buy a piece and sell it for almost three times the price. And yeah. it was great. Or at least get your money back. Now it's like you're Forget not it. going to. Yeah. And what do you think about this? Now that you mentioned that you brought up the 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 state of the of the industry right now with pricing. What is your opinion? And I know it's a loaded question because there's so many factors, but what do you think about the market right now in reference to pricing and accessibility? Is is it you think this going this bubble is going to burst at some point? It's um unreachable for most collectors you know the prices that we're seeing now what do you think you know i used to always have that opinion every time the prices would go up it's like oh it's gonna fail you know the market's gonna crash and all that and it would happen all the time now i just really don't care you know what happens i just want my pieces <laughs> yes i don't know i don't i don't think of it in that way anymore like oh pieces are reaching 700 to 1500 now oh the market's gonna crash something's gonna happen i really don't have that frame of mind anymore mm -hmm. just because i've had it for so long and nothing really happened so i don't really look at it that way you know yeah i think i share that same view um Actually, I was having a discussion with someone, I think someone posted something about it uh, on a Facebook group um, yesterday. And we, I, I just told them it like, you know, this is not new, nothing new. It always happens. It's mm -hmm. been since I started yeah. this, like you said, when I started the uh, premium formats were 250, uh, a comic kit was 200 or something like that. And now it's like, it's unthinkable to see those prices. Uh, yeah. I remember when the first one third scale statues came out, I think when they were at $400, $500, the first third, one third scale statue. And that was unthinkable then. You're thinking that's too much money. But now you're looking at some of them going into the $5,000, $6,000 mark. But of course, you know, you're talking about huge yeah. pieces. It's just, um, and it's a never ending story. You know, it, it continues to go up, but the hobby is a lot bigger now than it, it was, you know, like, like mm -hmm. 10 years, 15 years ago. Um, what do you think about uh, all these new collectors in the market? Because it's a different game now. They have a lot of young collectors. What do you think about the new community that we have? It's hard for me to say because I'm not quite as active mm -hmm. as I used to be. Like, I don't get on Statue Forum. I might get on there maybe once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook, I try not to be so active because some of these groups are a little... You know, they're run by certain people. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of these people are, I don't want to say this, but a lot of them, you know, are being kind of persuaded mm -hmm. by companies. So I try not to be active in those because I know a lot of the opinions are being bought. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like yes. a lot of your social media people are getting free pieces or getting, you know, pushed to do, you know, have positive i just don't trust a lot of people mm -hmm. I, that sounds bad i don't know so because of that i kind of stay out of the groups and i just go with what i see in like my facebook feed mm -hmm. uh once in a while but yeah i'm not really overly active in the community anymore yeah 
it's really strange. So. I I think you get. Um, I was talking to someone. I think we all get jaded after a while, particularly in social media, yeah. um, because, like you said, um, I think there are two opposite sides in social media. You have the people who are edgy all the time, the ones that want to incite to um, some type of commotion, you know, some type of uh, fight with the companies too. There are people doing that, and they do that for views or for support to make their mm -hmm. communities grow. Because as long as there's someone claiming something is bad, always going to be someone in support of that. And that is one opposite side and is a very toxic environment. And then on the other side, you, you got the other people that they just, like you said, they're just, they're bought by these companies in some way, mm -hmm. whether it's because they get free samples or whether they get paid for a promotion and they only, you know, sing the praises. So there's nothing in between. And you feel like you're trapped and right. like, yeah, I want, I want a very, I want a moderate genuine. opinion, genuine opinion. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately yeah. it seems that we don't have that anymore. Um, do you think that, um, that is also one of the reasons why a lot of people ultimately, particularly older collectors, they are quitting. This It's one of the reasons why they're doing that because I have seen a lot of collectors saying I'm done with this hobby. I'm moving on. You think that is in part has to do with that? I think it's a lot of things. I think it's cost. Um, yeah, social media, like burnout. Um, yeah, it's a lot of things. I think that's kind of what happened to me. I just got burnt out too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially social media, Facebook, there's just so much being pushed at you. Yeah. It just, it, it's too much. I think too much burnout watching some of these people. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I want genuine like opinions. I want to watch people that are actually genuinely excited about stuff. And a lot of these people you find out that, oh, their companies are just giving them statues for, you know, good reviews. It's like, oh, you know, <laughs> and I see that a lot. Like um, I read a lot of like uh, books now, uh -huh. like the omnibuses and all that. And it's the same way, you know, you'll watch these content creators and they'll be like, oh, it's so good. And you read it. And it's like the worst, most boring book. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't even want to, you know, YouTube, I used to watch it so much. And now it just feels like a lot of it's not genuine. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I totally, I feel the same. Uh, and I was talking to another content creator. Um, for the podcast. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Statue Hunter 75. I was talking with Dean. Yeah. Um, we were uh, conversing in, in the podcast, who's going to be on one of the episodes. We were conversing about um, how things used to be back then. Um, I felt that, like, you know, I started making videos, content in YouTube like 10 years ago. I just turned, like, my channel turned 10 years old. But I remember that wow. I started because I was watching videos, people like him, and there were other content creators doing videos. And I says, hey, I want to do that too, because I'm a collector and I want to share what I have. But um, but when I'm looking at this stuff, I, I felt that it was more natural, that people were producing content for just for the fun of it. You know, they were conversing, mm -hmm. talking, sharing, talking, pointing the bad and the good and all that. It never felt like it was a commercial thing. And now I feel that a lot of content creators, because everything, everybody's a content creator now, whether you go to Instagram, whether you go to Facebook or YouTube or any other platform, even LinkedIn now has content creators. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, I feel that it's so, you know, uh, and you are a graphic designer, if I'm not mistaken, too. So you have um, right. 
So you know that everything is so pretty to the point that it's very unnatural. You know, everything is mm -hmm. in a way they make it look so good where there's the content. Now, of course, you know, you have to do things the best you can, but I feel that we have lost that ability to express ourselves or to actually talk in a natural way. Um, and I feel that it's more and more common in this hobby. Like the statue hunter do videos anymore. I remember his, cause I think they're always on his kitchen table Yes, and they're great. Cause you could actually tell like he liked the statues, you know, Yeah, he was enthusiastic about them where these people now it's like, Oh, here's another statue. You know, <laughs> he doesn't do it so, as much, uh, but he has to do, of yeah. course, he got married, he has kids. Um, he also lost his parents, uh, you know, I think a few years ago. So it's a lot of things that happen, you know, life, you know, you kind of go through the motion of things. I think he's, his channel's still up and he kind of, he now collects, I think he collects cards, like sports cards, and he talks about those. Oh, okay. And from time to time, he he throw a statue or whatever, but he's not as, you know, as prevalent as he was. But I remember that it was a time where that was, that was his format. That was, he was the one, the biggest channel in, yep. in the, yeah. the medium. And like you said, I love and uh, the way he did it, because like you said, it was a kitchen table. Yeah. There's no special lighting. It's just regular lighting. And ultimately... That's how you're going to see the uh, the piece because most of us, we don't have this special lighting or whatever. We may have some lighting, but for the most part, uh, a lot of collectors are going to put their pieces in a dark room or they're not going to have the professional lighting per se. Mm -hmm. So you want to see it like that. You don't want the fake filter or anything that actually kind of hides some of the imperfections. You want to see it as it as it comes out of the box. And he just talked about it with a lot of fun. And I feel that some of that, unfortunately, we don't get to see as much. Everybody's just trying to make it Everybody tried to appease the companies or trying to get something mm -hmm. for free, unfortunately. Right. Um, yep. Now, let me ask you this, because uh, I know that you as a woman, you are in a sea of a lot of men in this in this hobby. There are, are other women. I have met a lot of collectors and some content creators as well. But you are a rarity in some way. There's no many women in this hobby. And I do, do you think that it's harder for a woman to be part of this hobby because of it, because you're surrounded with so many men sharing I men's opinions. So you so used to it now. And I think there are way more female collectors now, but I remember back in the day when I started, it was really hard. A lot of guys didn't take me seriously. You know, oh, you're just a woman, you know, I, I remember that when I started, you know, there was, I think there was two other female collectors, Amber and her sister at the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I remember like coming in and, you know, there's so many male opinions. And when I joined there, her sister was like, oh, welcome, you know, probably because she thought, you know, I was like one of the, you know, <laughs> the only female collectors, you know, and they're so welcoming. And, but yeah, it, it was really hard to, um, share my opinion and have people take me seriously at that time. So, yeah. Yeah. And that is unfortunate because, and I, I saw it too, um, over time, you know, I saw it, um, you know, I'm a guy, so I, I'm going to see the world from this glasses of, of a man. That's not going to change. Um, but it can get, sometimes the conversations can get a little bit, more on the male side, even when we, it has to do with the art, you know, and with the pieces and the statues. 
And of course, people I seen a lot of times they bring their opinions into the communities, whether it's forums, whether it's of course Facebook, and they they say things that are a little disrespectful towards women. And but sometimes yeah. it seems to me that men don't realize that also women are watching and they're also reading mm-hmm. the comments and they're also part of the community. And uh, that to me it's uh it's unfortunate, but most of the time I think the only way to change is if you are on the other side. I, I am. I think what really made me change my perspective a lot of things is because I'm a father and I have one daughter. That's all I have. And of course, now she's grown. She's married. She she's 22. Uh, But I saw how difficult the world the world is. We live in a man's world, you know, and in some way there's everything is stacked against women in some way. And I feel that in in the hobby, it kind of feels like that. I think the companies, sometimes they just cater to the male audience. Do you feel that there is a change on that? Do you think that companies still are catering just to the males instead of catering to women? I don't think so. I I just remember this brought up um, like a situation not too long ago, a tweeter head. Mm-hmm. You know, Chad, the owner, he he sends out emails and it's always like, hey, guys, I'm like, wait a second. And I, <laughs> yes, I actually talked to uh, David Eichel and I messaged him I'm like uh, he shouldn't be saying just like, hey, guys, you know, in his emails, you know, there are female collectors. You know? Yes. So I just remember that that came up in my mind. It's like, hmm, you know, and that was only a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is definitely more female collectors now. You shouldn't be addressing your, you know, what do you There's call it? Like your male audience, yeah. Collecting your stat. You're right, right. So I thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, ah, oh, you shouldn't be saying that. You know, there's definitely more people collecting your statues now. It's not just guys, you know. So they probably rolled their eyes, you know, at me when I messaged when you said them, it. Yeah. 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 But it does make so, sense, you know, like, uh, you know, we talk about inclusion a lot, you know, and yeah. it's a, something that has been done. But honestly, um, when I come to think of it, uh, women are a big part of this, not only as collectors, but also um, as as creators, as artists. You know, there's some of the best sculptors in the industry. Some of the people that I follow that I admire the work they have done over the years are women, you know, and whether they're sculpting uh, whether they're painting, whether they're also being seamstress, even doing the premium format stuff uh, or designing, even in the comics, some of the best artists. But I, unfortunately, most of the time you only get to see the praise for men rather than women, uh, which is unfortunate because there's so many talented women. Like if I want to look at, like, for example, I'm talking about sculptors, you're looking at, I forgot their names, but there's a lot of sculptors that say in Asia, I see in Asia, they have this where there's a lot of sculptors and they have a more appreciation for women doing a lot of sculpting. Uh, companies like J&D, of course, Hot Toys, all these companies have a lot of women uh, doing mm-hmm. the biggest art. I don't think sometimes I see that for American companies. Do you think that there is a difference there culturally wise? Which is strange because I know uh-huh. like Asian cultures tend to be a little more traditionalist, but when it comes about art, you get to see more artists in the forefront women i don't know if i really watch like who does statues anymore mm-hmm. i i'm not i i don't follow a lot of the sculptors on which is sad i i remember back in the day you know i'd i'd know all the sculptors like you know tim that did the comic cats and mm-hmm. now, now i don't even really pay a, yeah pay attention anymore to them just because there's so many 
you know, they used to have one artist do one statue. And it was so easy to remember. Now it's like they got these teams of people. So I, I don't really keep track. <laughs> but you mentioned like the statue or well, comics. I think that's way different. Like a lot of your cover artists, like Jenny Frizon or whatever her mm-hmm. name is, she's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing so many covers now. So, yeah, I think women are getting more recognition now than they ever did before. I, I think there's more women artists out there. Mm-hmm. I hope there is in the statue world. But, I mean, I could see it in comics. Yes. A lot of the big cover artists are now women, women. which is cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think about some of the names. But some of my favorite, are, you know, uh, comic creators, um, comic artists are women. Uh, I love the, the yeah. work they do. And I just feel that in some way, um, I'm not sure. I'm just maybe just my perception, which perhaps is what it is. But I feel that even here in the West, uh, Western, I would say the Western part of the industry of the hobby of statue collecting or toy collecting, uh, there are women, but mostly there's more more males, you know, more guys oh, yeah. doing Definitely. the work. While I go and look at the, uh, in Asia, Japan, Korea, in China, there's a lot of women uh, and doing amazing, fantastic art that it's goes my mind. Uh, and the likeness and the quality and stuff. I just feel that there's a, which is strange, like I was saying earlier, because, you know, when you think about a- Asia, you think a more traditionalistic world, you know, like they are more, they're not as open in some instances and certain things. But when it comes about art, they're really open to that women touch, you know, women being part of it. Um, it's mm-hmm. strange. Um, how do you um, how do you feel um, as things progress in this hobby? How do you, how do you think that what do you think that? How you feel in reference to the hobby as it moving forward uh, and it's it's expanding and it's growing and we get to see a lot of different art, better art than before. What, how do you think about it? What do you think about it? Um, is it is there is a future for this industry as it goes or you think it's going to disappear at some point with so much products in, in the market? I have no idea. Um... I mean, it's been going for years. I don't see why it wouldn't continue. Um, I don't know. I'm to the point where I've I've reached my max. You know, I'm maxed out on space. Mm-hmm. Things are getting too expensive. I think a lot of people, well, we've seen it through the years. People just drop off when they've hit their limit. Um, there's always going to be these people that have uh, more disposable incomes that'll probably just keep it going. Um, I don't know. It could become the statue hobby could become like comics. Look how much they're hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I could keep saying stuff like, oh, I think it's going to stop. You know, people will only spend so much money. But like I said, in the past, we always had that frame of mind like, oh, if they go up more, I'm done. And here we are, you know, I yeah. think it's just probably going to keep going. I don't, maybe um, we're going to have some kind of innovations coming in mm-hmm. that'll make statues more, you know, where you're going to be more willing to spend money. I don't know. I mean, these are like fantasy characters. Mm-hmm. Are you going to want to spend, you know, $2,000 on a quarter scale statue, even if it has like lifelike skin or something? I don't know. I don't. I doubt it. There's going to be, I think there's going to be some kind of lit or wall eventually, but mm-hmm. I don't, 
I, I keep saying that year after year and it's like, it just keeps getting more expensive and more people are still coming into it. I, I don't know. No idea. Now in reference to the, the art, because you know, we have seen this evolution um, and it's always going to be um, this divide between people who prefer the old ways and people who are open for the new ways. Do you think the, in my opinion, the art is better, but do you, think that the old art still holds as it was at some point? Like you were talking about the comic heads by Tim Miller, for example, Tim Miller. I love his art. He, he blew my mind when those started coming out. It was just like the most realistic thing you can get to see. Nowadays, of course, you get to see other things. But do you think the old art still stands, still holds, you know, good? You know, people still like it? Do you think there's still value in it? I think there's... I mean, obviously, people are still trying to get a hold of those older pieces. Like, I had the Rogue comicette, mm -hmm. and I just sold that. And obviously, there's people out there trying to get those, maybe because they're they're new to the hobby and they can't afford the newest stuff, mm -hmm. or they're nostalgic. I don't know. Like you said, there's different groups. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can afford these really high-end collectibles anymore. So I think they're kind of going to grab up those older ones. Um, like me, I, I, I don't have a ton of money to spend on statues. So I'll skip some, hoping that later on I can get it, you know, for a cheaper price. So you got those people too. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I didn't get it when it first came out. Now I'm going to jump back, you know, and go buy that older piece. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. I think it's a mix. Yes. I think there are, there is still appreciation for older pieces um, because you got people that are backtracking and then you got people coming in that don't have such a high income that are settling with the older pieces. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, I you think... know, I used to have the the patient zero premium format, and that thing was beautiful. It's like I have no pieces to put with this thing, so I ended up selling it. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, I wish I I really regret selling that piece because, yes, it was old. It's mm -hmm. old, it's dated, but that thing was that thing's beautiful. Mm -hmm. The paint is, I would say, as good as any modern paint now, and the tailoring on that thing was just fantastic mm -hmm. so yeah I would, I would almost like to go buy that piece again just because i do regret selling it 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 was great mm -hmm. it had a lot of great um qualities about it that i think even now you know it looks good so i don't, I don't know mm -hmm. so it's a whole mess of opinion it is <laughs> And in reference, you, you mentioned this about quality. Do you think that there was better quality back then than what it is now, what we get to see now? No. It depends. Like, the, like take Sideshow, for example. They're obviously the company that's been around the longest. Mm -hmm. They had some really flat, terrible quality. We yeah. all know that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they had come out with these, like their own, whatever you call it, their own line, that zombie line, the the dead or whatever. Okay. That They were great, great paint. I think because they could put more money into it. They can invest more yes. into the production because it was their line. Correct. So, you know, some of their pieces are really great. Like that Patient Zero, that thing was just immaculate, mm -hmm. you know. 
but then you know they'd have like the x-men line oh that the first line of x-men statues was just it was <laughs> it had issues you know so it was a mix it all depended on you know the, i'm sure the license mm-hmm. uh the money sideshow stuck into it you know it's it's a mix so so what are the things that you're lacking right now sideshow doing um of course, Aisha has become so big that they all now they're also concentrated on distributing for other companies. But when they they bring their stuff, they bring their stuff. And do you like the new stuff that they're coming up with? The stuff that they're creating? Geez, are they even releasing anything new? <laughs> <I don't, laughs> um, well, I, I'm collecting that uh, fairy tale, okay, fantasy fairy tale line that I like. The Scott Campbell, yeah. That's really. I'm trying to think of what else I ordered from them lately. I don't think anything because I don't, I don't want to focus on X-Men anymore. Um, I think the one, one small, and it actually uh, I think prices affordable that I, I've been paying attention to is the Vox Machina collection that they just came oh. up with. And uh, I think the piece that really looks is beautiful. I um, was at, forgot the name uh, of the character, but they have some in the presentation last year or it was last year or the year before in SciShowCon. But um, I, I like that stuff. I, I like it. I personally like when SciShow deviates a little bit from the mm-hmm. traditional, like you said, the Marvel DC stuff, another Batman, and they go into some of this more obscure or, you know, upcoming yeah. franchises and they start building stuff from there. I think that's when the quality of their artists they have, because they have plenty of good artists, uh, it really shines. Um mm-hmm. Is there any company that right now you're looking at and you're saying, wow, they're doing a, a, like amazing work? Is it a company that is blowing your mind? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know how to pronounce. Uh, I don't even want to say that. They're all kind of equal to me. There's no one yeah. really standing out. I don't really look at company either. I'm just like, okay, there's a piece I like. Oh, they're doing okay. You know, I just kind of buy randomly now. Mm-hmm. There's no one that I'm like, uh, well, I'm sticking with them. You know, that doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. with me. Just trying to think, like, where my focus is. You know, Tweeterhead, like they're um, Masters of the Universe or whatever, okay. their He-Man line. That I'm kind of focusing on, but I only want the females. Well, mm. we've seen one. So now my focus is somewhere else until we see the next female from that line. So then I got fairy tale fantasies. Well, how many times do we see one of those? You know, maybe once every four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I got to move on. <laughs> yes. So then I, I, I think prime one is probably my favorite, you know, I'm trying to do like a display. I I love the Batman movies. Uh-huh. So I got like, you know, the Phoenix Joker and uh, Bane from mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises. You know, I'm trying to get all my favorite characters in like one third. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have a lot of my focus. Like they did the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. I'm getting her. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think of what else I've ordered. Oh, is it Weta? Is that how you say their name? Weta, yeah. Weta Workshop. Yeah, they start doing like the labyrinth line. So that has my focus, yeah. you know. And it's so funny because I'm like, oh, good. I, I just need like a one third Catwoman. Prime One did it. 
you know, I just need these couple pieces and then I'm done. And then these companies bring new lines out, <laughs> like Weta with Labyrinth, and then it just starts all over again, you know? I know. So, yeah, because it's funny when people say, I'm done after I'm with this, I, I, my collection is done. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you're never done. Um, unfortunately, yeah, even when yep. you think you're done, somebody's going to bring something that is going to be even superior to what you have. And then you're going to feel oh, like, yeah. you know what, this is not worth the, my attention in, now, so I'm going to switch. And it's a constant rat race trying to keep up. But I think oh, yeah. one of the problems that I, I share with you, um, the same sentiment as you, you know, become more, uh, you know, a seasoned collector, it's become more and more complicated to stick with one particular collection. Um, yeah. Because there's so much art. Like if I look at my collection, I don't, I would say to people stick with one theme, but over time, over the years, that theme becomes two, three, four, five, six. All also, you have no theme. You're just simply collecting what you like, and ultimately, you end up in the same place. We're saying to people, "Hey, just collect what you love, uh, whatever you right. you have your attention." Because I have whether Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Transformers, uh, you know, you name it, Lord of the Rings. It's so much stuff that you know. To me, it's like it's hard for me not to look at it when I look at something. It's like, hey, I need to have it whether it fits or not. It's just something that unfortunately becomes kind of like an addiction in itself. Uh, do you think there's a cure for this addiction in, in some way? Because I know some people have the power just to say, you know what, I sell everything and I'm out of here. And I've seen people doing that, which to me, that's a lot of strength that I definitely don't have. Do you think it's possible to do it, to quit old Turkey on this? I think so, yeah. Like I said, I'm to the point where there's really no other... I mean, there's maybe one or two characters that I, I would like statues of, but I know they're never going to be done, you know? Um, and I also, you know, you start to get this frame of mind where it's like, you got to buy pieces that you're, you know, really happy with, you know, you're going to live with mm -hmm. and then just be content. They're always going to bring out a new Psylocke. Mm -hmm. Be content with the one you have, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, um, I mean, I always have it like, oh, I'll be done soon. You know, I just need these two characters. And I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just all over the place. Like part of me wants to be done and part of me just enjoys it so much. Mm -hmm. I think I have it in my head right now that by 2025, I want to be done. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think I'm actually going to do it. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> There's just, I don't know. I have like two personalities that are mm -hmm. just fighting right now. You know? I know. Um, I I think I almost have to be done just because I've reached my limit with prices. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know if you could see behind me, like my asking me is kind of different because I don't have any statues on display right now, just because mm -hmm. I'm so limited with space. I think you could probably see, I just have Angelus. Over. That's yes. it. That's the only statue I've on display. So my frame of mind is different from those people that have them on display. Like me, it's like, okay, I've lived so many years now, I think mm -hmm. three years without having any of these on display. I can just let them go. I really could, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I think about, I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, I could really just sell all of them right now and not, it probably wouldn't bother me that much. I just can't open them. 
yeah that's where the problem's gonna start if i open i'll be like oh it's so beautiful <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know so i i'm just all over the place when it comes to something like that like you ask a lot of my friends it's been you know 15 plus years of me saying hey i'm gonna quit i gotta quit you know Mm-hmm. I just I don't know really how to answer that because I've been so all over the board. I know people can do it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't been able to. Been able to do it, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think you know it, I can share the same um, because I have a lot of stuff. You know, it, put it this way, and I know you you feel the same way. I have a lot of stuff that is coming this year that I pre-order, mm-hmm. whether it's diecast models, whatever big diecast models in. I don't know where I'm going to put him. I don't have space for him, <laughs> yeah. but I just, yeah. maybe it was FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy it. And, and then sometimes there, there's a lot of stuff over the years that I sold at some point that I never got out of the, you know, of the box, you know, got to the point just to, to get out of the box, just to take pictures for the buyer, whatever just the buyer. And that was it. But, um, sometimes I think, uh, if, I would have not got into this hobby. Um, maybe I would have more money. Maybe I would be able to travel the world as I've always wanted to. <laughs> maybe if I sell everything, now I'm going to be able to travel, but now I'm older and maybe I'm a little more tired and maybe I don't have the same stamina or strength that I had when I was in my 20s to do it. Yeah. But um, but definitely, uh, I feel that a, a, per- a collectors are just born that way. I, I, that's something that I realized a long time ago. There's something we're just a special breed, perhaps. We just love certain things. And uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that a collector is born or something, or someone that is just made into a collector because of experience or because of life? You know, what do you think about that? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I don't. I mean, I could say that like I have the collector gene because, like, my grandma she used to collect like resin you know, like resin pieces where you'd paint them and, uh-huh. you know, put them in a kiln. And she used to do that. And she was real creative. My dad was creative. Mm-hmm. I don't, maybe, maybe I have some kind of collecting gene. I don't know. I don't know. I think I mostly got into it because I always had like these female heroes to look up to, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of why I started like, Oh, you know, Jean Grey, she just was my hero, you know, and I, wanted a representation of her you know angela mm-hmm. from spawn comics she was my hero i think it all kind of stems from that like mm-hmm. to me they give me confidence and you know i just want a representation of them in my life you know so i think that's kind of how it kind of originated with me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a way i don't, I don't know so, I, I mean I, I was a nerdy kid you know mm-hmm. we need our heroes you know, I, that probably makes no sense, but I don't know. I think it makes sense to me um, because uh, I don't know. I just because even though if, sometimes I think like if I had gotten into this, maybe I'd be doing something else with my life, another hobby or something else. But I don't see myself doing anything else, um, at least anything else as a hobby. You know, there's everybody has hobbies. I remember um many jobs that I had in the past, um, com- different companies that I work and I work with just females, which I love anyway. Uh, I always have more, a better relationship with women, working with women. But I remember when I used to work with a lot of guys and 
as much as I like sports, because I, I like sports when I was young, I played sports as a kid, you know, as a teenager, I never really felt the need of sports. Like guys that they just every day, it's all about talking about sports. That wasn't my thing. It's not my thing, you know, talking about sports or go hunting or fishing. My dad took me all those things, but it was never my thing. Like, okay, I did it with my dad. I had great memories, but as an adult now, I just prefer just to read a comic book. You know, <laughs> I still do. I just have fun with them and to read a book, uh, to read comics. I still go to bed almost every night and I read comics to fall asleep. Uh, I have a great cat. I'll go back and forth with all different comics and uh, manga. I still love, you know, the art, the statues. It's just, I don't see myself outside of being a geeky guy. And which back in the day, it was like people would make fun of you. Even I remember as a statue collector, I didn't want to tell my coworkers back then, hey, I'm a statue collector. And I sometimes I get these packages to my job. And um, I just didn't tell them exactly and what it was. And understand it. No, they yeah, like, they're like, what do you do? What do you cook with statues? What? <laughs> yeah, they're, and they're looking yeah, at it. And it's all understand it. And the, fun, the funny thing is when they start looking at it, when you open it for them to look and you're so proud of what you're showcasing to them, all this and oh, that's a nice toy. And I was like, I just get yeah. <laughs> it's like you stab me in the heart. Like, I feel like a toy <laughs> in some ways they yeah. are, but yeah. you know, it's not like you're playing with them, but like you said, it's, they just represent heroes that we admire from childhood. Yeah. You know, a lot of these characters, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up reading their stories and some characters, I wish companies would pay more attention. Like for example, like we were talking about like comp- there's characters that I would have love for like Saisha to produce and they haven't ever produced. So they have produced in a way that is mm-hmm. not necessarily what I wanted. The fantastic four, for example, I grew up, I love in the fantastic four as a, as a, as a kid reading the comics, my favorite comic book. And up to this day, we haven't seen, we just have the, we got the think PF a long time ago. We have the, the, what was that? The Sue Storm comicette that was done at some point. I had that as well. Um, but we never had a full team. We have the, the little diorama. But that's the thing that, you know, sometimes you get disappointed with because companies keep producing the same thing over and over and Wolverine, over again. Batman. Wolverine. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah. But like you were saying earlier, and it's so true, uh, you just get used to it. And I know a lot of new collectors, they just like get offended or get upset about it. But the truth matters that it's been happening in order for them to produce and, you know, and one character that nobody really wants, they have to produce the same character over and over, which is Batman, because it sells. Um, do you think that just that, the constant product reproduction of the same character, does that kill some of that inspiration, at least for uh, in the art? Because now artists are limited just to produce the same thing over and over. Um, it's really hard to ask me because I, I just had, to me, it's like, oh, you're doing another Wolverine. Hey, money saved. Cool. You know? that, that's a good um, point. You know, if they're making the money on it and people want them, go ahead. I, I don't care. You're just helping me save money. So that's kind of how I look at it, too. It's like, oh, you're making that piece really expensive. Cool. I could save money. You know, <laughs> there's a certain price point that it's like, mm, I'm going to cut it off there and I'm not going to get it. So, you know, if they're selling their 500 Batmans and, you know, Wolverines, go ahead. It doesn't matter to me. So, yeah. Is there a character? And now I just want to kind of go back a little bit because okay. you said something like you're you're going to be long term. You can't see yourself like going out of the hobby. 
I have like multiple hobbies going. I have statues, collected like volumes, Mm -hmm. resin kits. To me, it's like, okay, I have all these characters represented in statue form that I wanted or could get, you know, of ones I wanted. Mm -hmm. I think because of these other hobbies, it probably would be easier for me Mm -hmm. to get out of statues. You know, like um, now I'm big into these collected volumes. That's pretty much like you said, every night you read a comic. That's what I do. I don't read, uh, watch TV or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm always reading. You know, all these people are so into streaming services. Oh, Jamie, you got to watch this and that. It's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I want to just pick up my omnibus, go in a corner <laughs> and read it. You know, to me, it's like I have books to fall back on. I have resin kits to fall back on. That's actually the direction I want to go in is mm-hmm. I want to start building my own stuff now i want to 3d print i want to build resin kits i don't really want to rely on companies having to always buy these expensive big statues anymore i want to do my own thing so i think i it would be easier for me to stop buying pre-built pre-painted statues yeah i was talking with ed bradley um uh, the other day we were talking about the whole thing. It's just coming to a place where the technology has come uh, 3D technology. You can, you don't even have to know how to do ZBrush or to do design. You can simply oh. buy a file from someone for cheap or get it online, even without paying. You have, you have a 3D printer, which are more accessible than ever. You can print your mm-hmm. stuff. So do you think that that is, um, do you think that that's something that's going to happen in the future? We're going to see more of that as prices go down, as people. Oh, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You're you're probably going to have people going to those who have 3D printers to, you know, print them out for them, and then you're probably going to see more customizers like John um, Fitchy or however you say his name. Yeah. I think that's going to become bigger and bigger because people are not going to keep paying these higher and higher prices when they have this other option. I mean, it's not as big now, 3d printing. You Mm -hmm. can't find like a lot of the well-designed statues you do at these, you know, companies like prime one, you can't find a statue like that to, you know, print, Mm -hmm. but you know, it is, it is getting more and more um, popular, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. It could go in that direction. Maybe that's what'll happen is, you know, companies will do it where it's just three files that you would go through companies to print and have, you know, paint. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I think that uh, there's so many things that, you know, one thing that I always tell everybody, do not sit, nothing is set in stone. Um, Not in this hobby, not in anything in, in, in life. And I feel that, there's a lot of variables. Um, I don't think personally that statue collecting or this hobby as a, as a whole is going to die out. I think companies will continue to, you know, and it's proven there's more companies than ever before. Uh, there's the market, they, even though through the pandemic, they kept doing what they were doing, whether, you know, the prices were higher for shipping, whatever, they still were selling their stuff. Um, and they're still going to, we're going to see more of that, but also we've seen an increase on the custom market. There's more customizers. There's more people selling customs. 
I still don't think that customs are at the same level, although I've seen some great customs at the same level of what some companies are doing. Of course, we're talking about from the prototypes, you know, prototypes to final products is a different story. But I don't think that we st we're still there yet. And when you mentioned Prime 1, definitely Prime 1, it's on another level. They produce so much stuff, but they have these huge teams doing so many different things. Um, but I do see that it's a possibility, like you said, that we are going to see more and more. And uh, I've seen also some of my friends that are actually kind of leaving the hobby as it is or not collecting as much, and they're getting into painting their own kits or doing more resin right. stuff. Like I was looking at... Uh, uh, Chris Bales, B. Muda uh, reviews. Uh, we were talking the other day too. He was also in the podcast, but he's lately been doing. Uh, he started painting, and he's doing amazing. Just painting by himself. Uh, Wolverine that he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to do another Wolverine, but it's a Wolverine that he wanted to do. I have kids. I think sometimes you buy kids that are unpainted. They've been sitting there on the attic or in the closet for years and haven't gotten to it and i feel that if at some point i cannot continue on buying like this then i might just start painting <laughs> i always say that i'm going to do it but I, I don't do it uh i feel that there is the possibility going in that direction um now talking now really coming really uh, to the end of the podcast you know i i know that we talk about different things here and there um do you still have fun with this hobby or any hobby because i also share i also collect books all that do you still have fun collecting um not in the same way early on there was like i said way more enthusiasm god i remember when you know pieces would go up for pre-order and you'd everybody had to be online that second you know you had to order it otherwise you'd miss out and there was just so much like enthusiasm back mm -hmm. then you know, if you snagged one of those sideshow pieces, you know, and, you know, before it sold out in five minutes, it was just so cool. And events were so much grander, you know, back in the day, like uh, spectacular. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, that event was so cool. You know, mm -hmm. you were literally like glued to your computer. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. You know, I, I enjoy, you know, I have a group of friends that were in a chat on Facebook mm -hmm. and we do a lot of chatting and we kind of have enthusiasm for the pieces that we're collecting. You know, I love the pieces I get. I just don't feel like I can enjoy them right now just because of my living situation. Mm -hmm. I think if I had them out on display, I'd be like, oh, you know what? There'd be just way more love for it than I have right now. You know, I'm just in a kind of a bad place right now just because I can't display anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I can't really say, I'm sure if I could, if I had cabinets, you know, I was in uh, my own house, had all my collection on display, I'd feel way different. I would, you know, mm -hmm. still be happy, enthusiastic about the hobby. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not at that point right now. Like, having angelus up there that's awesome yes you know i love it you know i gotta have at least one statue out, at least know, once so yeah 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 so I, she's kind of keeping me in it right now she's my tie to my collection mm -hmm. otherwise I, yeah i probably i don't know i think more of my enthusiasm right now is into the the like omnibuses the books right now mm -hmm. than statues 
So. Which has been amazing too, like yeah. uh, Marvel, particularly Marvel, uh, but also DC and the other companies. They, which is it, it really see how everything evolves because, you know, the comic industry was hurting for a bit because the cost of single issues is really high, the highest there's ever been, and I don't think it's accessible anymore. But on the other side, they printing out all these collections, omnibuses, yeah. hardcover collections, which to me it's the best way to read some of these comics. Although I read digitally too, but uh, I love to collect and it's like every week, every week there's new collections. So there's so much. And it seems to me that that's how the comic industry has evolved into that. Um, it's interesting. Um, like you said, I think what I personally believe that as a collector, I collect many things, you know, whether it's action figures, whether it's hot toys, whether it's statues, whether it's die cast, whether it's whatever, I think I've been collecting a lot of things since I was a kid. I just have that bug for collecting. Uh, and I love the arts. Um, and I think that the one way or the other, the hobby is going to evolve. But I, like you said, I don't really have the same enthusiasm that I had when I was mm -hmm. younger doing it. Um, what would change in order to bring that into? Do you think that you that can change, that you can have that same enthusiasm back maybe when you have a home? But what are the factors you think can bring that enthusiasm um, you know, one thing I really miss is like the events, like Sideshow, they used to have these really cool events. Everybody would come together and we'd all be happy and, oh my God, did you see, you know, there's just so much mm -hmm. enthusiasm and, you know, I wish companies would bring events like that back. That was so neat. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there really isn't anything like that. Any of like the sideshow events now, I don't even know when they have them anymore. I don't pay attention because all it is is, um, you know, like two YouTube videos and that's mm -hmm. it, you know. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, um, with the sideshow con, for example, the most recent sideshow cons that they do, which is online events yeah. and most of the videos that they have, they do the live videos, but it's promoting somebody else's work. <laughs> and it was like, okay. Yeah, it and, is. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, which I'm, I'm glad to see it in person. But at the same time, I feel like I had come to see SciShow. Uh, I want right. to see SciShow. Yep. And I don't want to see another Wolverine. You know? <laughs> and you're not the only, we're not the only ones that think that I hear that quite a bit. It's like, why are they showing all these other companies? We want to see what you're producing. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to see um, these like, PVC toys. I want to see statues. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's like oh. some like Barbie dolls that they have or something. That I was like, okay, this yeah. is just way, or like they selling like things that to me had nothing to do with SciShow. Because when I think about SciShow, um, when it comes to mind, it's that era where SciShow was the king at the top of everything, and it was the the leader in the market, the one that will blow your mind with whatever they were coming out. And now it's just like. Okay, whatever. It's just the same thing that we had seen before. Um, so, yeah, I think that some of that enthusiasm has been curved or has been put aside because because of the way they're approaching, um, their, the way they're promoting themselves, too. Um, um, so, um, now you're coming to the end, right now, right now to the end of the, the, this video. What would be your um, advice to any collector? Um, it could be, you know, in this case, women, because I know women that are maybe are watching or listening or girls that are getting into this and they want to be collectors. 
uh, in general, to any person, you know, it doesn't matter the gender uh, that wants to be a collector, based on your experience, what would you advise them to do as they get into this? Um, uh, wait. <laughs> Take your time, maybe. Um, like when a new shiny piece comes up, don't just buy it. I always like to kind of push stuff off now and think about it. Like, I really love the Prime 1 Constantine. I want it mm. so bad. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I want it bad because that's kind of my focus now. I'm reading, like, Justice League Dark, mm -hmm. you know, and all these comics with him. And that's just my thing right now, my focus. It's like, I'm just going to push him off for about, oh, six months, and we'll see if I still want him. That's a smart thing to do. Mm. Uh, what is that like impulse buy don't do it Good. Yeah. do not do it and you know we used to have that frame of mind back in the day you know the um, fear of missing out you yeah. know because we had low low edition sizes Correct. and you know i always had that frame of mind oh i have to buy it now you know pre-order right away you don't have to do that now pieces really do not sell out mm -mm. you know just take your time <laughs> You know, like the Prime One Catwoman that I got. Look at um, what's other company they brought out a one third Catwoman too. There's all these companies producing the same characters. Yeah, they're slow collectibles. Down. Yeah, yeah, just slow down. There could be a better one coming. Just push it off for a few months. Mm -hmm. You know, take your time. Think. That's my advice. Don't be a completist. No one needs to be a completist anymore. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so just take your time. There's plenty of product out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, hey that's really good advice. <laughs> that's good advice. That's yeah. really sound. <laughs> but I want to say, Jamie, thank you very much. Um, again, I appreciate oh, having this you. conversation with you. Um, thank you for taking the opportunity. Uh, I always I, I respect it. I hope I wasn't old and, old and boring. <laughs> no, no, you sounded good. <laughs> I feel that, you know, uh, I, I admire you because I know, I know that you've been here. Um, you know, I don't really say that lightly. You know, I, I, I've been in this hobby for long enough to kind of know that people have been here long enough. And I know that, you know, with time also comes experience and you are seasoned in this collect in the collectible world. So, you know, a lot of things that you, I know when it comes, what your opinion comes, comes from a place of wisdom, uh, based on the experience of the years that you've been doing this. Uh, something that sometimes I, it's hard for me to take from some people, even on social media, even on YouTube, the, that they haven't been here long enough. So their opinion is just based on the moment because they right. don't have the record to show. And I know you have the record to show because you've been involved in, in, in the hobby for a long time. Now, if anyone is interested, because I know you were doing a blog with some friends too, at some point, not long ago, um, I think you were writing or something for... Yeah, we started, like, I wanted to get a group of collectors going and do reviews and get content created, and there just wasn't the enthusiasm for it, and then, you know, you got so many different people coming together, and we'd clash, and it just didn't work out, sadly, and then I also started my own YouTube channel, and, you, did? you know, COVID, yep, COVID happened, and it's like, I'm not getting any statues in, I, I have no content. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started collecting books. I'm like, well, maybe I should do book reviews. And that would be I good. Just, I, yeah, but my enthusiasm, you know, I, I'm not good at like video editing. 
mm-hmm. to me it's it was just too much time mm-hmm. i don't know i just need some kind of push to do it you know i don't know now if there's some a place it feels like a lot of work it is a lot of work <laughs> yes it is now if there's any place where people can see what you're doing or see your collection or place where you like to share stuff in social media that you like to hang out or do you do you have instagram i think you do i'm not sure if you do ah uh, do i i think so i really don't get on anything yeah. besides facebook and youtube okay so, yeah well i'll have your uh link for your youtube channel you never know you might start releasing <laughs> content at some point yeah but uh, again jamie thank you thank you very much and i know that today you're also you've been dealing with a with a cold so i know that yep. but you still took the you still came to the interview so i do appreciate it uh, thank you very much yep. all right all right well my friends thanks for for listening thanks for watching don't forget to leave a like if you're watching this in youtube if you're listening through the different platforms uh also you can uh, share that with your friends through social media all the links are in the description all the stuff that we talk about today also if there's any links or anything is going to be on the description my friends god bless you take care I will talk to you. We will talk to you again. Bye-bye.